With $20 worth of quarters in my pocket, I think I'm living in the shade of an 80s arcade. Shall we play a game? Oh. And welcome to Living in the Shade of an 80s Arcade. I am your most excellent host, Joel McLaughlin, here to talk a little bit about kind of an obscure home way of playing your favorite 80s video games from back in the 80s. Uh, Coleco, who was uh, known, uh, they basically made a lot of these handheld games. They also had ColecoVision. Uh, which we did talk about. But one of the things they did, like in 1982, is they brought out these cool little tabletop versions of different video games. Uh, they, the predecessor to these was the Coleco Head to Head series, which had when they had a head to head football, head to head baseball, so on and so forth. But they released seven of these tabletop versions of our favorite arcade hits. Uh, that clip you heard at the beginning was Pac-Man from 1982. They also made one for Galaxian, Donkey Kong, Frogger, Miss Pac-Man, Donkey Kong Jr., and Zaxxon. They were going to release an Omega Race version in a Berserk version, but they ended up canceling those. So... What these were was um, they were uh, these displays that they used in these, I should say. Um, if you remember the speak and spell, they were very, very similar to those. They were in uh, other um, machines of the time. Like, for example, uh, if you had a stereo with a VFD display, that's what these displays were. But they were really custom and really done well um, to somewhat simulate the video games that we liked. Uh, the Pac-Man one was a little weird, and they had the the way they did it was they had the this, this same graphic that had uh, two dots in it, a little Pac-Man, and the ghost wireframe. So what would happen is, is whenever Pac-Man would eat a pellet, uh, the ghosts, instead of turning blue, the little Pac-Man inside of it disappeared. And then at that point, you can eat the ghosts. Um, the sounds, as you heard, weren't very good. Um, they were what they could uh, do through it. They, it, they actually um, did a piezo speaker in there, and they amplified it with this cone assembly. Now, if you want to see evidence of this, there is a great video from the 8-bit guy on these, on these little tabletop things. Um, I never personally owned one of these but i did have lots of friends that did uh they owned these in fact i even had one that owned the vectrex which i'd love to get a hold of one of those um and we've talked a little bit about that in the show before but these were really interesting the controls weren't the greatest i did play frogger i played pac-man i don't remember playing the donkey kong or the zaxxon uh, but they all tick some D cell batteries, very neat little devices, and about the closest you can get to uh, playing the actual arcade game in the 80s. With the recent resurgence of these little 
mini arcade things, I thought it was kind of cool to talk about these a little more. So I found an article on Video Game Legacy, VG Legacy. Uh, so I'm going to talk, basically read parts of this for the show here. Since the Coleco Tabletop Arcade Collection is a series of miniature arcade cabinet replicas that first released in 1982 by Coleco Industries, Coleco entered the video game market in 1976 with their Telstar line of dedicated home consoles. When the market for dedicated home consoles became oversaturated with Pong clones, Coleco transitioned to handheld electronic games, a market popularized by Mattel. Coleco had early success, success with their electronic handheld game, Electronic Quarterback. They began producing a line of multiplayer sports games with their head-to-head series of handhelds. And after several years of success producing electronic handheld devices, Coleco began producing a line of miniature tabletop arcade games with license rights from the various video game developers such as Sega, Midway, and Nintendo. In 1982, Coleco released their first four mini arcade systems with the release of Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Galaxian, and Frogger. The tabletop handheld games became an instant hit, selling over 3 million units before the end of the year, with the Pac-Man version alone selling 1.5 million units. In 1983, Coleco continued to expand the series by releasing three additional systems, the Ms. Pac-Man, Donkey Kong Jr., and Zaxxon. Marketed as the arcade games you can take home with you, the devices featured arcade light controls with colored vacuum fluorescent displays (VFDs) that provided a high-quality visual experience. Coleco was able to successfully replicate the look and feel of the original arcade machines, something it was lacking with home consoles at the time. Adaptations of arcade games on the Atari VCS, also known as the Atari 2600 were crude representations of the games, but Coleco's line of tabletop handhelds were able to capture the atmosphere of the arcade experience, which is true. They were very similar. They were very similar to the arcade games. Uh, so, um, but I will say they weren't exactly like that. <laughs> I mean, that's at least that's why I remember you know from playing them. They they were neat. Uh, we did enjoy them when we were kids. That's why I thought it was kind of important to talk about those today. But here, here's kind of a cool thing is, is like I said, now um, retro gaming is becoming very popular because you got people like me um, who want to reminisce. And you can buy very similar devices like this. Arcade 1-Up is a great example of that. Um, but those are essentially perfect copies of them, but in the quarter scale. Um because, you know, you got to make them so you can fit several of them in your house if you'd like to have one, which I don't have one yet. Uh, but then you also have tabletop versions of these. And the greatest thing is they literally have the same co code that runs the original games. And they play almost identically to the way they played uh, in, 19, in the 1980s. So um, in many ways, what we have now is superior to these things but it's still fun and re to reminisce about them and and if i had the opportunity to pick up a couple of these uh that is something i would be very excited to do so that's a short little topic for this week because i got some exciting things to talk about um last may you might remember uh me attending the my first Korgscon, which Korgs stands for Central Ohio Retro Gaming Society, 
And that was at done in a um, in a metro park gymnasium, essentially. Uh, however, uh, they have really outgrown they outgrown that space last year for sure. Uh, I had to park uh, out basically on the side of a road in the metro park in order to uh, go inside and dink around for a couple hours. Uh, but now, uh, and it's kind of it's a plus and a negative. The negative is that you must pay for parking, <laughs> but it's now at the Ohio State Expo Center, which is the home of the Ohio State Fair at the Laoshi building. Uh, and you can go in there, park, and, uh, you know, I would definitely uh, go. In fact, I'm planning on going. It's May 13th. Uh, let me go make sure I get the times in there. So I am definitely going to be going to this. I don't know how much money it was been. Uh, I might spend a little more this time than I did last time, but it is $15 at the door. You get five free raffle tickets, and it's from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's the only day there is. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think, see if they have any other special guests listed. They do. Um, they are going to have first-time guest Howard Scott Warshaw, the most famous person you've never heard of. He created several Atar of Atari's most famous and infamous titles. He's a video game pioneer, award-winning filmmaker, innovative technologist, author, and even a MoMA artist. He now employs this eclectic skill set as a psychotherapist in California, Silicon Valley. His latest book, Once Upon Atari, details Howard's exploits at Atari and how they reshaped his life. Uh, and then Once Upon Atari, How I Made History by Killing the Atari Industry. Uh, that's actually... Oh, that is the name of his book. So, so he's one of the guests. Tim Kitzraw is the iconic voice of your favorite sports franchises. Franchises. NBA Jam, NFL Blitz, NFL Hits, and MLB Slugfest. Uh, Dave uh, Kitzrow introduced Boom Shakalaka to the NBA lexicon and earned pop culture immortality. He appeared on television and radio with ESPN and Fox Sports, worked with Mark Marquis and NBA franchisees such as the back-to-back 2017-2017 -back champions Golden State Warriors, Houston Rockets, LA Clippers, Washington Wizards, Chicago Bulls, Charlotte Hornets, and so on and so forth. I'm not going to go read through all those, but he's going to be there this year. Paul Niemeyer, who was uh, one of the original Mortal Kombat artists. Uh, so, uh, and now Mortal Kombat is not so much of an 80s game, but um, it is a cool game. I have enjoyed it. Uh, Warren Davis. Uh, is the a third time guest. He's the guy who created Qbert. He's going to be there selling his book. And the immortal John Hancock from YouTube Frame, fame, uh, who's been on Metal Jesus Rocks, and I think he has his own YouTube series. Adam Korlick, Jay Malone, Retro Wolf 88, Mr. Rightway, Retro Gaming Pandemic, Michael Thomason, and Leonard Herman. Uh, like I said, John Hancock, he's never been there before. Be kind of cool to see there. Jay Malone's going to be there. Uh, and so is Retro Wolf 88. I've met him last year. Really cool guy. Uh, Mr. Rightway is also going to be there. He's second time guest there. 
uh, and Retro Gaming Pandemic, uh, who's been there before, and Brett Weiss, who wrote the book. Wait, did he write the book? Oh, no, that's Michael Thomason, who wrote the book Downright Bizarre Games, and Leonard Herman. You got a pretty wide series of guests from the 80s and the 90s. Very cool stuff. ForksCon, May 13th, or, uh, which is a Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Ohio Expert Center, Laoshi Building, $5 for parking, $15 admission with cash, 17 with your card. And like I said, you get free raffle tickets that you can raffle up, uh, enter in the raffle for some of the special prizes. So that's going to be cool stuff. Um, the I, I don't know exactly how they're going to lay this out. It's probably going to be a very similar layout, uh, but just in the bigger building. Uh, but the nice thing is, is they're going to have plenty of parking. So you're not going to have to park on the side of a road this time. So I do recommend you go there and I will be there. And I'll be looking forward to my second Chords Con. So this has been Living in the Shade of an 80s Arcade Special Sunday Edition. Because I'm going to probably have this out just before midnight. So you guys can listen to it in the morning after church. Or uh, if you go to church. Or just listen to it after all, whenever you can. That's the great thing about podcasts. Is there's no special time that you have to listen to the show. Download it. Listen to it whenever you want. So... This has been your host, Joel McLaughlin. I want to wish everyone a great week. Bye-bye, and God bless. <laughs>